Welcome to Combos with Cam, a podcast from the heart of a 40-ish black native Oakland woman just out here trying to function. It's like your Saturday morning chat with your favorite cousin or your cool aunt, talking about everything and nothing while navigating through the circle of life. From adult friendships to caring for aging parents to the things that aren't always discussed, but maybe should be. Let's talk about it and grow through it together. Hey, 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 welcome back to Combos with Cam. This is part two of Mother's Day in two parts. We are talking about the complications of Mother's Day. And before I get into the episode, I just want to offer a trigger warning that this episode is going to talk about Mother's Day, obviously, which may awaken some negative feelings or emotions within you, especially if you have a complicated relationship with your mother or with the idea of motherhood. My intention is not to trigger you, but I respect if that is a result of what is shared. So with that being said, I would encourage you to proceed with care. Life in the social media age can be tough in a word. And Mother's Day is no exception. From the very elaborate mommy and me photo shoots to the wonderfully written tributes and brunches and dinners and gifts that are provided for moms to the memories of moms who have passed. Mother's Day is often seen as an outward celebration of moms and motherhood. And while I believe that no one is malicious in their intent, the impact of their actions and celebrations can cause harm and resentment for some people. Society puts so much pressure on motherhood. And in some circles, mothers do that just as much. There are those who would challenge, well, you're not a real mother if. What I mean by that? Here's a couple of examples. You're not a real mother if you've ever had a C-section. Or you're not a real mother if you had to have an epidural. Oh, you only have one child? You're not a real mother because you don't know how to balance what it's like to have multiple children. People will put so much attachment on the importance of being a mother and motherhood that even extends to fur babies. And while I've never had a four-legged pet that I've had to take care of, I can understand and see some of the sentiment around having a pet or pets and comparing that to raising a child or having, you know, children. I remember at a very young age being told that I was going to grow up and be a mother. Not asked if this is what I wanted. I was kind of told 
that this is the expect the this is the expectation of what it is to be a woman. You grow up, you get married, you have kids, you raise a family. So imagine me being a play mother in elementary school. Little girl. What do you know about being a mother in the fifth grade in the early 90s? What? In hindsight, I can absolutely say with tremendous certainty that that is absolutely ridiculous. But I can also say that the people that I had those relationships with, we are still connected and we even joke about that uh, to this day. Some of them have gone on to be amazing mothers in their own right. And so um, maybe I did something right. I'm totally kidding in that regard. Then, you know, we have the society, the societal pressure around being perfect. And that also mothers can do or never be wrong. And it's like, wow. So you have this pressure that's applied at a young age to become a mother, to give birth to multiple children vaginally with no drugs and never make a mistake, never make a mistake or ever be wrong. Right. Because that's reasonable because that's sustainable. But. Society keeps applying that pressure. Now, I recognize that I might be biased in saying this, and there is no scientific proof associated with my statement, but I'm still going to make it in saying that as an observation, it feels like the pressure is stronger on motherhood than it is on fatherhood. Not to say that both situations don't have pressure, but to say that from an outside observation, the pressure is harder on women than it is on men. So we've talked about motherhood and then you add the layer of black motherhood. And you add the layer of black motherhood in a, I don't want to say post-racial because I don't ever, I don't think that we were ever post-racial. I think that there has been a reintroduction of racism in the 21st century. And that comes with its own challenges, fears, worries, whatever else attached to being a mother. And with all of these challenges, with all of these internal and external pressures and feelings and everything, I truly believe in my heart of hearts that most mothers are giving the best of themselves in raising their families. There are some things, however, that mothers may do at their best that are wrong, 
that can be very damaging and if they're not corrected can be the source of generational trauma. Now, mathematically, we know that there is no such thing as 100% good mothers all the time. We know that. Like, even if you don't like math, even if you don't know math really well, you know that nobody is 100% one thing at any given time. It's just mathematically impossible. But I wonder how many of us consider that our mothers are still growing while they are raising us. This is something that came to me as I was getting older and I had reached certain age milestones that my parents had previously reached in my life. So the late, uh, the late thirties and the early forties, um, remembering some of the things and some of the ways that they moved and some of the things that they did and reflecting on the ways in which I move now, it gives me something to consider. And one phrase that continues to come up for me in, in that process of reconsideration, not only for my parents, but for everybody across the board is grace versus accountability and knowing where to draw the line. Where do you draw the line in extending grace to someone and holding them accountable for their actions or inactions? This Yes, it includes mothers. On one hand, we have some moms who are really, truly doing the best that they can. Single mothers, co-parents, married, divorced, widowed. I know and I believe that in some situations you are really doing the best that you can. But. What about those times when you're doing your best, but you're still wrong? Then you have the question of, do you stay doing your best or doing what you believe is your best and continue being wrong? Or do you take a step back? Do you try to look at the situation from a different perspective? And do you try to grow? Now, you got to be careful about this growth thing because you can't just tell anybody any kind of way that they're wrong and that they need to change and that they need to do something differently because it's not going to go over well, depending on the message or the messenger. Not everybody has the same experiences, good or bad, with their mom or their mother figure in their life. But in the social media age, when Mother's Day rolls around, everyone is expected to celebrate them the same way, especially on social media. You have those who celebrate their moms and their grandmoms and their aunties and their fairy godmothers and their bonus moms and 
remembering those who came before them and those who modeled the behavior and those who are the best to ever do it. And then you have those situations where you have women or not necessarily women, where you have those who whose mothers have passed and they miss them terribly, but exponentially so on Mother's Day. And they, in their celebrations or in their encouragement, will try to use strong and maybe aggressive language toward those whose moms are still living and try and encourage them, oh, you know, you need to go spend time with your mom. You need to value your mom. You need to honor your mom while she's still here because you're going to miss her when she's gone. You need to do whatever she needs right now because there's going to come a time when you're not going to be able to do it. And while that certainly may be true, it may also be troubling to somebody. Because while you're coming from a place of grief, you don't know what the relationship is like with that person and their mother. Let me give you an example. On Facebook, I came across a status that said, Something like this. A message to people who complain about their mothers. You have no freaking clue what it feels like to no longer talk to or spend time with her because she passed away. Sit yo behind down and enjoy time with your mother. Some of us don't have that option and wish that we could. Now. I will be honest and say that when I heard that message, I was a little off foot and I was a little defensive. I was like, hey, sis, I I hear what you're saying, but you, you, you a little, you know, you a little too aggressive with it. You don't, you don't know. You don't know the situations. I mean, I understand that you mean well, but you don't really know what you're asking for some people, for some situations, but I'm gonna let you cook. Because that's how you feeling in the moment. And that's your grief. And that's your truth. But your truth ain't necessarily my truth. But you got it. I hear you. I hear you, sis. I hear you. What we are starting to see are some shifts around the language and expectations of Mother's Day. And I think that was evident of Mother's Day this year one of my classmates shared a different perspective about her take on mother's day and i'm paraphrasing but she said that she was holding space for those who have some not so great feelings about mother's day those who are struggling to reparent themselves while parenting your children With mothers who are still living, but you're grieving the loss of the relationship. It takes a lot to endure that and so much more and not let it dim your light to not let it change your loving spirit. I'm holding space for you.
Now, I understand the perspective of the woman who was missing her mother and encouraging those to spend time with their mothers who are still living. And I also understand the perspective of the woman with a complicated relationship with her mother, particularly because I have a complicated relationship with my mother. What I would want is that we should hold space for everybody to celebrate and honor their mothers on Mother's Day or to opt out, bow out of this one. Nah, I'm good. Not only should they be able to celebrate and honor on Mother's Day or on any other holiday, but also on the national fill-in-the-blank holidays, the National Husband and Wife Days, the National First Daughter Day, the National Second Son Day, the National I Gave Birth to Two Sets of Twins Two Days and 15 Years Apart, the National Fur Babies Day, the National Whatever Day, to highlight and celebrate and honor a loved one. We should really reconsider how we present our beliefs and our truths as fact and law to other people. And I would challenge us to stop forcing those things on people who look, see, feel, live differently from us. There are a million different things, a million different perspectives. And everybody can't be right all the time. Your way could be right for your situation. I am going to trust that you know how to navigate your situation as best as you can. If you come for advice and guidance, hopefully what is shared applies to you, makes sense to you, you can learn from, reframe, and present to the next person. There is no cookie-cutter pattern for motherhood. There's no cookie-cutter pattern for fatherhood. There's no cookie-cutter pattern for adulthood, for learning, for going to college, for anything. At the end of it all, I really want us to Encourage people and trust that people are making the best decisions with what they have in that moment. If they need something more, they also have the opportunity to redefine, make a different decision once they have different information or more information. It's almost parallel to the saying, When you know better, you do better. In closing, I would just want to say and encourage folks to celebrate and honor Mother's Day in your own authentic way or protect your peace and opt out. There's no right or wrong way to do it. 
Thanks for checking out this episode of Combos with Cam. Share your thoughts and reflections on today's episode on Instagram or the Twitter at Combos with Cam, hashtag Combos with Cam. Or you can shoot me an email at comboswithcam at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. Let's chat soon.